In 2020, Papalaksa Misha held a virtual gathering as part of Native Heritage Month in honoring veterans. Raylene Thomas and Jonathan Whitecloud Courtney both served in the U.S. military. Raylene and Jonathan speak about their funniest experience in the services. <laughs> uh, we were at training down outside of Vegas, way out in the desert out there. Before This was before I went to Iraq, and we were doing a foot patrol. And they did the signal to get down. Well, I dove down, and <laughs> I was like, ouch, but you have all this gear on, like all, all kinds of gear on. And I was like, ouch, I didn't know what happened. And um, they paused our exercise and the uh, sergeant came up and he was like, Thomas, roll over. And I was like, yes, sir. And I rolled over and he was like, you got to be F-bomb kidding me, Thomas. And I just laid there and he said, you rolled on a, a GD cactus. So I had cactus all over my body. <laughs> And they had to stop the whole dang exercise and the whole, the team had to form a circle around me and my best friend KK, Marcotte, she had to help pull all that cactus out of me <laughs> before we could continue our training. <laughs> it was so bad. And I had a nickname, but I can't share that nickname. It's inappropriate. But um, yeah, it was pretty funny. That was one of the funniest stories, um, our team, it, but it kind of livened it up at the same time. You know, it was it was really funny and um, a really good memory that I have. I'm sure they all remember it and still tell that story, too. But, yeah, I landed in a cactus and I won't tell you my nickname. <laughs> Our humor is always like that, though, in the military. I think everybody is, you know, we joke. And, and, yeah, it's so it's so bad. The humor is. I, I can tell you, like, one thing is when I went to Toma, Wisconsin, Toma, Wisconsin, it was a horrible I mean, that was Fort McCoy, but Toma, Wisconsin was the first time that I ever heard the racial slur timber N-word. And that's what they called Indians back in, in Toma, Wisconsin. And that was a very bad trip for me. I mean, it was good, but I, 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 I got called a racial slur. I got hit on by a gay guy. I got licked in the face by a, a very fluffy woman. Um, I got handed drugs. I got, yeah, I mean, it was, and this all happened in one night and and that was like <laughs> yeah uh, you know of all things i watched somebody use the sink inappropriately so yeah i mean that's kind of like the stories we have the sense of humor and the inappropriateness is pretty out there but and it's something i feel like because my military family compared to my my friends and family here is totally different and I still keep in contact with a lot of them. And once you get us on the phone, it's it's so different how I am, I think, with my family and friends here. But it's it's like it's like time hasn't passed it though, or hasn't passed when um when I do connect with them. I think what I learned um too is is I don't think it really matters like what era veteran you are. If you were a Vietnam veteran or if you're a Korean veteran or if you are even a World War II veteran, Iraq, Afghanistan veteran, we all have that sense of humor and that, that camaraderie. It's like we, we might be totally different ages, you know, across, but it's like we can connect.
I served in the United States Air Force from 2006 to 2012. And my first duty station was Spangdalem, uh, Germany. And uh, my second duty station was um, Bowling Air Force Base in Washington, DC uh, for four years. For me, we have some family history of being in the service. I looked up to my mom a lot growing up and she was in the army for, for three years. And I think a, it's a whole mix of things for me. I like to challenge myself a lot in different ways. And I was honestly that I didn't think I was a very smart person. Education, going to college, like the rest of my friends uh, wasn't in it for me. and. I mean, I knew there was a lot that I could take away from the military. Probably I didn't know what, but it was just something that I have always been interested in as a kid. And about a year after high school, I finally, I finally decided to just do it. And it kind of was out of the blue too. I went on my own to the recruiter's office. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't tell my family. Um, I just went to see my options and find out a little bit more information, and I went from there. But mostly for uh, the challenge. All the other stuff I knew was there, but it wasn't, all those things weren't the main reason why I joined. For me, the reason I joined was uh, there was a sergeant, um, Randy Casey, at Madras High School, and um, the ROTC program there is what really kind of inspired me to actually um, um, be a part of, you know, wanting to join the military. Um, uh, Sergeant Casey was a ranger and everything, and, and that I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be him basically. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to, I wanted to do the hard stuff. So that's, yeah, that was my main inspiration or motivation. And of course, I didn't think I was that smart to go to college. Um, honestly, I, I graduated high school with a 2.0, so C average. And I just threw out threw my name in a hat pretty much. I applied for Oregon State and, and uh, I was actually accepted. <clears throat> and I was um, shocked that <laughs> I was able to get in. Um, and then I kind of just kept doing the ROTC thing. Uh, while in college, I was that's when I joined the National Guard. Uh, I was a SMP simultaneous membership program um, where I was a 19 Delta Scout, and and that kind of just motivated me even more um, to continue um, and and get my commission and everything else. So, that, but mainly um, Matt Gardner and uh, Randall Casey. Those are the two inspirations that motivate me to go into the service. Raylene and Jonathan speak about some of the resources for veterans. One resource I like is it's an organization called Vets for Warriors, and pretty much it's a it's a one eight hundred number that you can call or you can chat. And when you call, you talk to a veteran. So it's a it's vets for warriors, and it actually the director of that program is retired Major General Graham, 
which I met and worked underneath him when I worked for First Army Division West. But he's very passionate. You know, he, he, he's got lived experience himself um, with dealing with anybody that might be suicidal. Plus, there's other, there's other resources locally, too. So IHS is a good one, but sometimes it's hard to get in to see a doctor or something like that. So if you need counseling or help like that, you can go to the vet center and bend. And if you're a combat vet, they can see you. They could actually meet with you and, and your spouse. And then, of course, uh, I know Best Care here, they actually will see you and they don't require anything. If you're struggling or you need to get in, like right then and there, they won't turn a veteran away. So that's a, that's another good resource as well. I think there's quite a bit. And then, of course, I, I know the tribal veterans TVR, the tribal veteran officer for that, that are advertising, I think they're advertising for it. Once that's established, that'll be another great resource. But if, if, if you need help now, you can also go to the Jefferson County Veteran Service Office uh, to get benefits and everything else. And of course, just the VFWs, uh, the American Legions out there, uh, those are just the Band of Brothers. Those are organizations that are locally here that you, if you need to talk to somebody or if you want to be a part of a, a group of veterans, you can you can join the VFW, you can join the American Legion, and they can usually get you in touch with other resources that are available. Raylene Thomas. Yeah, I would say just um, research online or connect with another vet. I know for me, if I have any questions or um, want to look for any type of resources, it would probably be John or Tammy that I would go to. Obviously, before it was the veteran that we recently lost, but yeah, just connect um, with somebody and ask questions, research. There's a lot out there. And another thing is like accepting services, which is something that uh, that's how I am. I don't, I'm just that way. It's my own personal preference. Um, That housing opportunity was huge. I struggled with myself to even take that opportunity, but, but I finally did. And there's all these services and a lot of money and programs out there for veterans to use. And, you know, if you, if you need them, go for it. Jonathan speaks about how joining the service has affected his job today. My experience in the military, I think, has made me a better person. Obviously, I've made a lot of bad choices and mistakes, um, not getting the help, not allowing. Well, and it kind of goes back and forth. It's not necessarily that I didn't reach out or try to get help because I did. And it came down to money or it came down to feeling like no one would understand. And of course, that has inspired me to you know, be that peer support um, to help anybody that might be struggling. I'm very passionate about veteran suicide prevention. Being native and being a native veteran increases our risk factors, you know. Uh, being native in general, that, that's a risk factor in itself when you talk about suicide. So adding veteran to that makes it even higher of a risk. But I don't want anybody to ever go through what I went through. You know, I, I don't think that's fair. And I'm always here to talk if anybody wants to talk. I feel like the military did a lot. I mean, in so many ways, it's impacted the person that I have become or want to be still. And a lot of that was 
um, all the challenges that you face and also working in such a diverse environment, so many different people, so many different mindsets, backgrounds, cultures, um, beliefs, values, and still working together, getting through a mission, whatever it might be, getting along and still being able to, to have that family bond. And also it's opened my mind a lot, seeing different places and uh, different environments, being around different people. I also went to Iraq. I went to Qatar. I went to Spain, plus all my personal travels that I did. Just seeing so much really opened my mind. There's so much in this world we don't even know about. Um, stepping outside of my comforts and what I know, just trying new things, meeting new people, talking to different people. That helped me a lot because before I, I was pretty closed off. I just knew who I knew and what I knew. And that was it. That was the world to me. So it's changed me in that way. And then also when it comes to work, I think just having the, um, an open mind as a probation officer, knowing that what works for one person may not work for another. People that only see and know what they've seen and known all their lives, specifically here on the res, and just encouraging them, giving them hope to to see more than what's in front of them and what they know. You know, I always tell them all the time, there's so much in this world we don't even know about outside the reservation. And, um, you know, also facing challenges. You know, it really is do it or don't. I've lived like that now ever since, I think, since I've been in the military. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, my family or friends will be like, man, Ray, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I know that there's going to be obstacles. I know there's that possibility of failing at something that I'm trying, but I'm going to try it anyway. Altogether, it's changed me as a person and just my outlook on life and the world and people and myself. I mean, it op opened a lot of doors for me personally to really evaluate myself and be aware of myself as well. Raylene and Jonathan speak about the support they have and how Warren Springs honors veterans. Losing, losing an elder, a veteran that we lost because he was a huge advocate for our tribes. Um, and he was a big veteran voice. Uh, he invited Raylene and myself up to Grand Ron to their veteran summit to, to talk about healing circles and, and, and talk about, you know, opening up those kind of those wounds so that we can heal. Um, and of course, you know, even our chairman, um, Raymond to you know, he, he, he's a Vietnam veteran that served in, in our government for, you know, like 14 terms. And he has done a lot for veterans as well. Uh, I know he was at the Grand Ronde Summit um, meeting with the Oregon Department of Veteran Affairs where he was fighting for us to have our own veteran service officer instead of having to rely on Jefferson County, but actually having a tribal veteran service officer that can serve our people and make sure that, you know, when people get returned back from, from their time of service, that they have the opportunity to get like the VA benefits and everything else, you know, that should be rightfully given to any returning veteran. I mean, I went from when I deployed in 2007 or 2006, five and six, I came home and, you know, pushed all those bad thoughts and feelings down and didn't seek the help and having a tribal veteran, you know, 
understand and relate and we can go to that would be you know i know we we're working on that and i don't know where we're at i was eventually going to do that um until i got offered a different job and our tribe's pretty good about honoring veterans you know we you know during payamsha and you know grand entry and veterans always lead from the front you know in the parades and everything else so our people do honor veterans and and i think of the programs that are out there they they you know they do a good job Raylene Thomas. Yeah, I know another um, program was housing. They had a veterans housing opportunity, which is how I was able to get into a, um, a home of my own. And that was huge. That was huge. I really appreciated that. And that was through Warm Springs Housing. Um, I know a big um, advocate for that, that got that rolling. And I think was a huge role was um, Desiree Smith. You know, that was that was pretty awesome. Really appreciate that. It helped a lot. And another person that's always advocating and working um, is Tammy Coffee. She's always engaged in all kinds of things. And she's always finding different resources and, and emails them to us and everything. But as far as the community, yeah, they do honor the veterans a lot and culturally and it's pretty cool many of us appreciate it veterans jonathan white cloud courtney and raylene thomas speaking about their journey in the u.s military 